All right. So I, I've been, God has had us in this vein of um, growing and, and growing and not just in a uh, putting butts in the seat kind of thing, but growing in our, in our walk with him, growing in our personal lives. And um, just, just doing some reading and some studying. And I, and I uh, heard this quote, and, the guy, and this guy basically said, he goes, people want to grow into a level of ministry, but they don't want to grow into a level of identity. One more time for you guys, all right. People want to grow into a level of ministry, but they don't want to grow into a level of identity. I'm going to use Mercy as an example. Sorry, Mercy, I'm going to pick on you. I love Mercy, she's great. Mercy has been with us, what, 16, 15? You've been around 15 or 16, you started showing up. Yeah. Yeah. So Mercy has has been with us for a while. Now she's like 30. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, Mercy is a young 20-something, and... um, but Mercy has been with us 22, okay? I thought it was 23. I don't know why I thought it was 23. But, um, Mercy's been with us for a while, and she's grown. And what, what has happened is, is this, is Mercy has grown through a lot of the years. And what has happened is, is this, is she stayed um, with us, and she started to grow. We saw a growth in her. And what happened was, is this, is instead of us saying, instead of her saying, I, wanted, I just want to lead this, and I want to, and, and trying to step into a position, Mercy learned, she, she struggled sometimes, she grew, there was rough patches, we've been through it with her, and what happened was, is this, is she grew into something, and when she grew into a level of maturity, God said, you know what, now it's time for her to grow into that level of ministry. So now, we could take her and put her into a place of leading the youth, and not have to say, well, I don't know if her identity can match up with what, it, what, what her, her level of ministry is. We know she understands. This girl's full of fire. And it's like she understands who God has created her to be. And she now can relay that in ministry to the youth that she ministers to on a weekly basis. So instead of looking for a level of leadership first, she just went through, she just went through the identity thing. Sometimes it was an identity crisis. Sometimes it was an identity <laughs> thing. But you know what? She's learned how to grow into that level. So, thank you, Marcia. I appreciate you letting me uh, embarrass you there. Um, our identity will allow us to grow into our calling. God is a call. God has a purpose for every one of us. But unless we understand who we are, unless our identity um, is formed and matches up with what he has created us to be, our calling will we'll never walk fully into our calling. We'll walk partially into it and say, man, this is awesome. I want to go farther, but we'll never be able to go farther unless we, our identity starts to catch up with um, what the calling is. So our, our identity has to be in place in order for our calling to come into view. And a lot of times, our calling won't even come into view until our identity starts to, to, starts to grow inside of us. Identifying as God's own child was what propelled Jesus into ministry. If Jesus didn't identify, as, didn't identify as his son, he wouldn't have been in ministry. No matter if he was sent from God or not, unless he started to identify with his father, started to connect with his father, he wouldn't have been propelled into his ministry. If you look at Jesus, a lot of times what would Jesus do? He would minister to people, and then he would go off and be with his father. He would minister to people and go be alone. You know, there's a lot of times praying in the garden, getting out on the boat, being alone. And what would happen is, is this, is if you, we see Jesus' ministry, but we don't see Jesus' alone time with the Father. We don't see his, his personal time of communicating with the Father and, and, and talking to God and just saying, Father, what am I going to do? Jesus was very, um, I'm going to call this random ministry-minded, because what would happen to us is this, is Jesus wasn't um, 
he would go through, and I believe he, Jesus had a purpose, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go out. God's telling me to heal today. But he didn't know what he was going to do in, in certain instances, I believe, because what happened would be this, is God would just say, you know what, go to this area. Go to this person. God would bring random spots, because what would happen is, is this, is in order for us to grow in our identity, we have to learn to talk to God and be able to hear from God. And so as we're walking through life, God's not just going to give us every detail of how we're going to operate. He has to surprise us sometimes and say, hey, are you willing to do this? Like he did with Sarah. Are you willing to talk to this person and just be awkward and be willing to pray with this person, even though it's a little weird, you know, and you're standing in front of, you know, 15 guys in a sales office and they're all like, I want to sell something. And she's just like, I need to hug you. And, and it's, it's really about our identity with him. Our identity with God is this, is if we start to learn who he is as a father, learn who he is as um, our God, what happens is, is this. He starts to reveal things, reveal things to us. And so our identity starts to grow. We start to grow from a little child into a, into a full, um, into full maturity. And a lot of times we spend too much time trying to... Um, we try to spend too much time trying to find what we're going to do instead of letting God reveal it to us. Instead of trying to find out what your identity and find out what you're called to do, we need to find out what God calls us. Our call from God will reveal our calling. What God calls us will reveal our calling. So instead of saying, well, I've got to find out what God wants me to do, I've got to find out what God wants me to do, sometimes we just need to sit down and shut up. He's just like, son, listen to me. Sit down, shut up, and let me tell you who you are. Let me tell you who you are. Let me tell you what I've created you to be. Let me tell you how I've placed you on this earth. But too many times we're like, I just got to find out what God wants. I got to find out what God wants. And we sit and we're like, God, what do you want? You want me to do this? You want me to do this? And he's like, sit down, shut up, and let me pour into you. Quit telling me what you want to do. Let me tell you who you are. Jesus walked in a fully aware state of who his father was. Jesus knew who he was. He knew he was the son of God, but he had to learn that. It it says in the New Testament that Jesus grew in wisdom and he grew in stature. That means he grew up physically and he grew up understanding God. Wisdom is not a, is a, not a, um, an earthly thing. Wisdom, it says in, the, in Genesis 1, it says wisdom moved about the earth. Wisdom was the architect of earth, was the architect, was the, the things that held. When God created, wisdom was what kept it all in balance. So Jesus grew in wisdom. Wisdom is a direct thing from God. We don't get wisdom from earth. We get wisdom from God. Any wisdom that comes through people is directly from God. So Jesus grew fully aware of who his father was and fully aware of his capabilities and his identity. Jesus didn't just go out and say, well, I don't know what I can do. I'm just going to go try this out. He might have when he was a little kid. And we don't hear about the miracles of Jesus until after he was baptized. But I believe that Jesus did things in his, in his youth that we don't hear about because there were things that he was learning you know, it's, it's like evangelism. We go out and we, we do any kind of evangelism, and it's like, you know, we don't know what we're doing. We're just going out there like, hey, do you know Jesus? And they're like, who are you? 
You know, we talked about this last week. When you go up to like some guy and it's like, hey, do you know Jesus? And they're like, yeah, I used that word like a minute ago. You know, I was like, yeah. And, and so Jesus grew in, in stature, grew in wisdom. It's the same way as we do. We, we go out and we do things to see how, we are, how it works for us, how we grow in that area. And what happens is God reveals things to us through those times. Jesus walked in a full understanding of, of, of the wisdom of God of who I am and this is my Father. Jesus didn't relate to him just as God. He related to him as Father. He knew he was God. He knew he was all-powerful. He related to him as, as Father, just coming to him and saying, hey, you know what? What do you got for me today? What do you want me to know today? Where am I going today? He walked in a full understanding of, of who he was and who his father was. This is what we can do and what he did. He saw, his, saw God as his father and his source. He didn't look anywhere else to find a source. Satan has him out, or he's out in the wilderness fasting for 40 days. Satan is tempting him, and he says, hey, you know what? Take these stones, make them into some, you know, Panera bread, and, you know, I'll get some soup for you. And, and Jesus is like, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So what proceeds out of the mouth of God is what? Who he is and what he can do. I mean, think about this. You're out in the, he's out in the wilderness, and he's pretty much hungry. You know, after about 20, 30 minutes, I'm hungry. And, you know, if I'm bored, I'm hungry. You know, I'm like, hey, I, I ate dinner, but hey, I'm going to have three bowls of cereal. You know, and or, hey, we just ate dinner, but I'm going to go um, sit on the couch and eat more food while I eat TV. So he's hungry. I'm hungry right now. I didn't eat breakfast. I had chocolate milk, so I'm not feeling so great right now. Hungry. Anybody got any food? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, but Jesus is out in the wilderness, and Satan comes to him and says, Hey, I'll, you, turn these in, you have the power to turn these stones into bread. Panera bread. It's warm. It's like yeah, poppy seeds on it, and it's good. It, you guys are thinking about it right now. I know you are. But, and he's like, turn this into bread. And Jesus is like, no, because I don't live on bread alone. I don't live on food alone. I don't live on natural things alone. I live on what comes out of God's mouth and what he says about me. So Jesus is, is not only combating Satan or rebuttaling against Satan. Satan's like, oh, just do this. It'll be easy. Satan's giving him an easy way out. And Jesus is like, no, I don't live on this. This, I can go 40 days without. God told me I can go 40 days. That's what I'm going to do. He says, I live on what God says about me. I live on what comes out of God's mouth. I live on the word of God. I live on what he says about me, what he calls me, who I am, and how he says I can do it. Our life on earth should be a should be a representation should be a presentation of God in His glory. You know, it talks about when Jesus said, "When you pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." He told us, "Bring heaven to earth with what you do. Live in my Spirit. Let my Holy Spirit guide you. Let my Holy Spirit empower you, and bring heaven to earth." So when Jesus is saying to them, "Hey," you, uh, Excuse me, when Satan's saying to Jesus, hey, make this into bread. It'll be easy. I'll go find some water. We'll, have, we'll, we'll, we'll be good. Jesus is like, no. 
Because my job is to bring my Father's kingdom, what He says, and pull it into existence. Anything that's contrary, we pull it out. We talked about this last night. You, anything that's contrary, pull it out, throw it away. That's not right. So Jesus is like, I'm not going to, this bread, yeah, it'd be great. That sounds really good. I'm making myself really hungry talking about this bread. And, and but he's like, you know what? I'm going to take what my father says and live on that. My father says, I don't need to eat bread for 40 days because I'm, I'm living on what he's telling me to do. I don't need what the world has to offer because my father says something different about it. His standard was not an earthly standard. His standard was, what does God say? What does my father say about me? What does he say I am? Who does he say who I am? What is he saying about me? So our life should be a presentation of his glory, a representation of God's glory on earth. God's glory should shine through us on a daily basis. John 14, 12 says this, Verily I tell you, whoever believes in me will do works I have been doing, and they will do even greater than these because I am going to the Father. Jesus said, my identity here is this. Your identity is similar to my identity, but it's greater on earth. What you will do, you will do the works that I have done, but you will do greater things. So Jesus healed. He says, you're going to heal more people. Jesus says, you're going to pray with people. I'm I'm praying with people, and I'm I'm helping people come into the kingdom. You're going to pray with more people to come into the kingdom. Jesus' ministry was brief, powerful, and what he's saying is this, is he goes, my ministry was brief and powerful, your ministry is going to be longer and more powerful. Your personal ministry can be longer and more powerful than Jesus' ministry on earth. The things that he's done, greater things you will do. Without a certain level of identity, there cannot be a new level of ministry spiritually. We can't, we, unless we start to grow in our identity, we're going to throttle ourselves when it comes to ministry. In my life, in Sarah's life, we have to grow every day. And if we don't grow every day, we're not going to grow in our, in our levels of leading. So what I have to do is I have to sharpen myself daily. I have to read daily. I have to look and see what God is doing daily and ask him, God, what is he doing? I wasn't even, I was sitting there worshiping and I just felt like lower back, right hip. And I'm like, Okay, I'm like, whatever. I, you know, I wasn't even thinking about that. I wasn't even thinking about healing. And, and I kept tapping Sarah. I'm like, hey. And she, you know, I'm tapping Jordan, like, turn this down, turn this up. And I'm tapping Sarah. I'm like, hey, what about this? And I'm like, she's asking me. And you know, a- after a while, I'm just, got, I'm just worshiping. And in the last line of good father, he says, you're a good, good father. And then all of a sudden, that other song, before the other song kicked in, God said, right, or he said, lower back. And I'm like, okay, my lower back? I'm like, I feel good. You know, I'm like, okay. And he's like, right hip. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, Sarah. And she's like, nope. And then she leans back, yep. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So it's about being responsive to God, being able to listen to God. And I'm not saying that I'm the only one that can do that. You guys have the ability, like Jesus said, to do greater things. We have the ability to hear God and say, God says, you know what? Somebody's struggling with their lower back, right hip, or neck, or pinky pinky, I don't know, whatever. Sometimes you get it wrong. Maybe Sarah was just having a problem with her pinky. I don't know. But God says, you can do, Jesus said, you'll do greater things. Well, our job is this, is to learn identity so we can hear from God. 
Identity allows us to, to, to see what God says about us and have the confidence in what he says about us to be able to, to believe it. A lot of times people will say things about you and you don't believe it, whether it's a lie or whether it's truth. You ever been lied about? I'll raise your hand. Y'all been lied about. Y'all were in high school. Somebody said something about somebody. I don't know. We've all been lied about, and somebody's always, and somebody has told the truth about us too. The problem is, is sometimes the truth is is been worse than the lie. But Jesus, God is saying, you know what? Let me speak the truth into your life. Let me allow allow me to speak the truth later. And uh, sorry, I got a lot of. Uh, you got to set that for a later time. It happens every week. I've just never changed it. Um, Jesus says greater things you will do, but Jesus had the identity of what God, knew the identity of what God had called him to do and what he was. So we have to learn our identity from God. We have to say, you know, I don't live on bread alone. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God is what I can live on. Please eat. Don't stop eating. Please eat. Drink lots of water. No more Monster or Red Bull. Or imitation Red Bull from Aldi's. It's not that good, but it was cheap. I tried it. Anyway, so we have to learn to, to listen to what God says, live on what proceeds out of his mouth. What proceeds out of his mouth is our identity, is what we can do. Our, our identity comes from him. Just like my child, wherever my child is, oh, they're both in the back now. Um, Layla looks nothing like me. Yes, she does. My, Layla is the spitting image of me. Uh, she gets her identity from me. People can cut, you can cut her hair and she'd look just like me. So her identity comes from me as her father, as in, in, a, in a physical way. In a spiritual way, we get our identity from God. Whatever Jesus did, we can do. Whatever God says that we can do, we can do. We look like him, we talk like him, we act like him. But we have to understand that in order to say, how does my father talk? How does my father work? i got to do that. Layla does everything like me. Except I don't stand in front of the TV for four hours. You know, the TV's here and she's just like, Layla, move, move. Oh, oh what? Huh? Okay, sorry. I don't. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, I get my identity, my physical identity from my maternal father. I get my spiritual identity and what I've been called to do and my characteristics, my, my, my calling in my life, what, what powers me from my spiritual father, from God, the one who created us, who brought us life. So we have to look at him and say, God, how do you do this? How do this, does this work? How does this work? What do you say I can do? It, it, it's just like in, in, a, in a physical form. If your father doesn't tell you you can do anything, most of the time you won't believe you can do anything. But when your father says, you can do this, you're a good son, you can do this, you can go out and shoot a BB gun and don't shoot your eye out, you don't have to wear safety gla glasses. My dad gave me every weapon of mass destruction I could get when I was a child. I had a bow and arrow, I had a tomahawk, I had a BB gun, um, I had, you name it, slingshots, yes, slingshots. And, and the beauty of that is my father has passed those on to my children. So my kids have a bow and arrow. Um, I didn't have a machete. They wouldn't give me a machete. Uh, I did have a machete. They didn't know I had a machete. Um, yeah, 12-year-olds with machetes is just not a good thing. I don't know how many times I almost got my leg with it, you know, just hacking through brush or whatever. But my father gave me gifts, gave me things. And what I did is 
I use those. It's the same way with our spiritual father. He says, I have something for you, but you need to know how to receive them, but you also need to know who I am so I can give them to you. So as believers, we have to say, go, Father, who am I? What have you called me to be? What, have you called, what do you call me? So we have to look at the, the scripture and say, what does God call me? In prayer, God, what do you say I am? We have to learn our identity from our Father because really that's the only identity that defines us. That's the only identity that does anything. We have our physical identity, and that's great. We may look like our parents, we may not. We may, may have their characteristics, but we may not. But the only thing that really defines us, I don't need bread. I need every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't need the physical to define me. I need what God says to define me because, you know what, the physical is temporary. I need what God says to define me. Anything in our lives that we have to struggle to get, and I'm not talking in a physical way, anything in our, in our lives spiritually that we have to struggle and we have to fight to get, a lot of times we're going to have to struggle and fight to keep it. Because what that happens is, is this, is when we walk in, in our identity of this is who God has created me to be, we move into something seamlessly a lot of times. It may be a little bit, a, a little bit of a, a struggle, but a lot of times when we, don't, we try to walk into something that is not what God has for us or we're not quite ready in, in, in understanding who we are in God, what happens is we fight, to, we fight to get to it and then we have to fight to keep every area of it. But God says if you understand your identity, you understand who you are in Christ, you understand what I've called you, you'll walk into it and you won't have to because it's a gift. It's not something that you're trying to take by force. So if we take it by force, we're going to have to hold it by force. But if we walk into it, it's a gift from God. So instead of trying to walk into, if, let me use mercy again real quick. If mercy had tried to walk into youth leadership at 16 years old, she probably wouldn't be sitting there with a smile on her face being embarrassed right now. Um, so it's not embarrassed, but if she had tried to fight and take that position, take that authority, she would have been eaten up and spit out. But what happened is, is she learned identity. When she learned that identity, she started to walk into that, that position of leadership because she knew this is who God has called me to be. She's always been fiery. I mean, from the moment I met her, she was like, I'm like, that girl could beat somebody up. I'm like, <laughs> but she started to grow in her identity, started to learn who her father was, started to learn what God had called her and walked into that and not, didn't have to fight for that, that position, didn't have to fight for that, that, that level of, of leadership or calling in her life. Luke 2.52, and this is what I talked about before, says Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So Jesus didn't just have favor with God, he had favor with man. And that goes back to this. If we have to fight for a, a level of, uh, of, um, of leadership and spiritual identity instead of allowing God to, to process it in us, we're not going to grow in wisdom. We're going to grow in, in anger. We're going to grow in striving for something that we can't have. But Jesus grew in wisdom and he grew in stature, but he said he had favor with God and man. So when we, when we move into something that is God has called us to, when we understand our identity and we move into a level that God has called us to be at, we'll have favor with God and man. But when we try to force our way into 
something that God has not called us or placed us at that timing, seasons and timing, we're not going to have favor with God and man. Jesus moved into seasons of his life, season this, season this, whether five-year, two-year, whatever it was, and it says he grew in favor with God and man. So for us to grow in our identity and to move into where God has called us to be, we need to move into it how God calls us to. Because what happens is, is we're going to move into it and we try to take that ground. When you try to forcefully take something, you really don't make people happy a lot of times. So when we look at it and say, God, this is my identity, where have you called me to? And we start to step into it. We start to get man's favor. We start to get God's favor. And then we don't have to worry about it because no one is fighting against us for it because God says, well, this is where you're at and this is what you're doing right now. And then we step into it. Jesus grew in wisdom. He grew in that because he of him identifying with his father and understanding that the father has given him the ability to do what he was called to do. A lot of times when we don't have, we understand, oh, God's a good father and, and he loves me and, and, and a lot of things like that. And it's a general synopsis of a lot of, of, of who God is. And that's, and that's great. That's who he is. But until we learn his heart, until we learn to understand him more, How do I say this? I'm say this nicely. Until we understand him more, we're not going to be able to walk into what he's called us to. So we're going to, we're going to struggle. We're going to, we're going to see a glimpse of what he's called us to do, but until that identity starts to, to, to grow inside of us, starts to be watered and nourished inside of us and start to understand what God has called me to do, we're going to see a glimpse of it, but we're going to get frustrated. And that's where that level of identity and that level of leadership are, are, are never um, going to balance out. We need to identify with God, identify as his sons, as his daughters, identify of what he calls us, and then we can say, man, I'm going to now, God, you're calling me to do this. There's things five years ago that God never called me to do or I didn't know he was calling me to do and now it's like, oh, okay, now I understand that. Five years ago, wouldn't think I would be doing this. Ten years ago, didn't think I was going to do what I was doing five years ago. It's just, it's a natural progression of identifying with God, growing in our identity with him and seeing, man, God loves me and this is what he has for me now. Seasons and timing in our life. God will never give you something to do unless you have the ability to do it. And I don't mean physical ability. I mean the spiritual ability to tap into God's power and say, God, give me the ability to do this. He's not going to throw something at you and say, well, you just, I haven't prepared you for this. I haven't done anything for this. And here you go and leave us off on our own. He's going to prepare us in our identity to be able to do what he's called us to do. It's easier to grow in our identity and let the levels of ministry come than it is to try to step into a level and fight to remain at that level. Anything you take by force has to be held by force. Anything that is taken or given to us that comes naturally to us is easier to maintain. 
Our identity is who I am in Christ. Who God says I am because Christ Jesus' blood covers me. So many times we're like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm the, Jesus was the son of God and I just followed Jesus. And, and, but no, God calls us sons. He calls us daughters. And he says, you know what? I love you. I've prepared a way for you. I've prepared an identity for you before you were born. Jeremiah says, I knew you before you were formed before you were formed in your mother's womb. And our identity, our, our purpose, our calling, our, uh, everything was prepared before the foundations of the earth were. God knew who we were, said, I'm going I'm to design this person in this way. They're going to do this. They're going to have this mindset. They're going to have this. And you know what? But I'm going to give them free choice to choose to walk in that. But God says, I've called you to do something before you were born but identify with me, learn who I am so I can tell you who you are in order to grow in the way that I've asked you to grow. You know, if I've, many times that we try to argue through something and we try to, well, I got to be this and I got to be this and God's like, well, you ain't ready for this and you ain't ready to be this. And God's like, I need to work on you so I can do something in, in a greater way than what you're seeing in front of you. Because so many times we, we have this narrow vision of this is what I'm, God's telling me I'm going to be, and God's like, mm, that's just a little bit of what I'm telling you you're going to be. Just a sliver. It's a glimpse of what I've called you to be. So you've got to stop and say, you know what, God? Let me, just show me how to become that. Instead of, well, I'm going to do this, and God's, and God's going to do this, and, and and a lot of times we, in our planning of what we think we're going to do, we're telling God what to do, and he's like, yeah, that don't work. You know, we, number one rule, we don't tell God what to do. <laughs> and um, he doesn't really tell us what to do. He gives us free will to choose him. So instead of saying, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, just say, God, what do you want from me? What do you, what do you want me to do? God's like, I want your heart. I want your time. I want your emotion. I want to tell you who I see you are and not what you feel or see you are. God loves us and he wants to create something amazing in in all of us. Our job is to submit to him, submit to who he is and say, God, just tell me who I am. Find out in his word, this is an iPad, but find out in his his, uh, word. There's a Bible on the iPad, so it's okay. Um, Find out what he says we are in his word. There, there's a lot of things that God says in his word that we are that we don't even realize it because we haven't spent the time to see what he says about us. So let's pray.